You are on the journey. I am Neville D'Angelo. Soy Gerardo Mulas y estoy en los encuentros con Neville D'Angelo. Our guest is Gerardo Mulas, a former NCAA athlete and current director of Mulas Martial Arts. Mr. Mulas is a graduate of SMU's Cox Business School, a corrective exercise expert, a coach educated in yoga, and a certified National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer. We are about to benefit from his expertise. parents and guardians of young'uns, what if you have the golden child? Yes, what if you have the golden child and you don't know you have a golden child? Okay, what if, let's say, you believe you do have the golden child because, of course, you must, as any thorough parent or guardian would, no, your child is indeed the golden one. So, what if, say, you are unwittingly, yes, unwittingly, slowly turning that gold into lead, so you don't even realize it? Worse yet, what if by some ingenious reverse alchemy, you are turning that gold into rusted iron? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are all on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky little problems. We play a few games too and attract the remarkable characters of three classic books. A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. All of which you can get in your favorite format from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Let's take a moment to get to know Director Gerardo Mulas. Currently, uh, I'm involved in the fitness industry, and uh, I I provide fitness training, mm -hmm. uh, yoga, mm -hmm. and I'm even involved in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And 
I provide like a private and group training on those fields, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, deal with people that are either trying to lose weight and, and, get, and trying to get in better shape, and all the way to people that are attempting to have better athletic performance, mm-hmm. and every, everything and anything in between, uh, all ages, all physical, uh, all physical fitness uh, levels, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, all walks of life. So right. that's what I'm doing this day and age. Well, that's good. Uh, we have a number of parents of course trying to groom their kids into becoming athletes they want to see if they have what it takes to become an athlete they want to uh, be able to groom them to make them better athletes what would you uh, tell these parents yes uh, well I think uh, any sport that uh, their child wants to embark on is a great uh, it's a great addition to enrich the the, the kid's life, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if it's done in, in, with good balance. Uh, mm-hmm. It instills discipline, it instills the value of effort and what it takes to improve in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great, uh, it, it's, it, again, it's a great addition to, to, to any, 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 any kid uh, in, their, in their life. Now, as far as the particular sport that they're embarking on, it's mm-hmm. gonna, uh, the, the uh, performance has, uh, has a lot of different uh, needs mm-hmm. in order to improve your 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 performance on the, uh, in any given sport. You're gonna have to have discipline. You're gonna have to uh, have a continuity mm-hmm. uh, of training. And this day and age, because there's so much competitiveness, mm-hmm. pretty much in every sport, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to have your fitness level going hand in hand with the technical aspect of whichever game you're involved with. So. Those are uh, those are the, the, those are the, some of the aspects that I think are very important mm-hmm. for a parent to realize as of getting a, a, a child involved in a sport of their preference. Uh, also, you don't want to get excessively uh, obsessed with the sport itself. Mm-hmm. You also want to have that fine balance where the child is not only dedicating their time to this to improving their sport, but also have enjoyment with it. Mm-hmm. So. Finding that balance between discipline and enjoyment, mm-hmm. and that's something that uh, needs to be looked up uh, on a regular basis because it's very easy to fall out and either get burned doing the sport that uh, that they choose, or getting kind of a little too complacent with it and not being able to achieve any of the goals that yeah. that were in the plan. Now, now, do you recommend, how do you recommend parents uh, uh, approach it? Do they allow their kids to get in a lot of different sports to see what they're good at? Do they listen to the kid to see what they want to do? What, what, how, how, how should they approach that? Yeah, I think it will be exactly listening to the child is a very, very good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then also following up on to how they're going about it meaning mm-hmm. like if they say that the child enjoys playing soccer mm-hmm. well if when they go to soccer practice are they uh, relating to the sport uh, with intensity are they relating to the training mm-hmm. required for in whichever center whichever team they're involved with are mm-hmm. they uh, how are they relating to competition if they're exposed to it mm-hmm. and then uh, so all those elements they need to be uh, looked at by the parents not in a uh, not in a, an intrusive way where they're gonna uh, try to tell how to you know how they need to be uh, uh, improving this mm-hmm. or that part of the game, but how is the child relating to 
to their teammates? How is the child relating to the coach? Mm -hmm. How are, I mean, do you see their child involved with it? Mm -hmm. Do you see a deficiency in attention there and a deficiency in interest in it? Mm -hmm. Or are they really into it? Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, a little bit of, a, you know, being observant of what's going on with your child. Also, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the age that they're in, I think as they, you know, maybe from uh, at the, the development stage, the developmental stage, anywhere from 7 to 12 years old, I think a trying different sports, exposing the child to different sports mm -hmm. is going to uh, open up uh, the abilities, the inherent, the natural abilities that that child might have mm -hmm. and how do they relate to whether it's an individual sport or a team sport mm -hmm. and how do they relate to it and maybe, you know, they enjoy one sport more than the other and then as their own inclination mm -hmm. dictates uh, uh, as their own inclination uh, shows where they want to go, then uh, you know once they get to the 12, 13 year old, maybe they, they start um, kind of specializing in a particular sport of their choice mm -hmm. and, and and just go from there. Now, now you know in these days, if if a kid wants to or if a parent wants to provide the opportunity for that kid to get into the top echelons of of any sport. Um, in many sports now, people talk about that child uh, starting to focus on the sport early in life. Of course, it depends upon which sport. Is there a magic age by which you say, okay, you got to go now, or how, how does that work? I think that's a great question, Neville. Mm. Uh, I, don't th I don't believe that you have to have a minimum age required to really excel at a sport. Mm. It has to do with uh, two fundamental aspects on a child, the emotional slash mental aspect of it mm -hmm. and the fitness aspect of it. Uh -huh. Because if you have those two parts of the equation stable mm -hmm. and well-developed, mm -hmm. the technicality of the particular sport, mm -hmm. particularly if that child enjoys that sport, is going to come uh, after maybe a, 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 a about four or five years of having high intensity training on that particular sport, mm -hmm. they can catch up right away. Mm -hmm. So I think the most fundamental aspect mm -hmm. to play at a high level mm -hmm. uh, will be the emotional, mental part mm -hmm. and the physical fitness part. Those are the two main pillars, in my opinion, that are uh, the foundation to go into any sport, mm -hmm. even if you start sports, I mean, we have multiple examples from like Thomas Muster, for example, former uh, tennis player, Ryan Garros champion, former number one in the world. Mm -hmm. He didn't start a game of tennis until he was 16. <laughs> and he, he was a super duper champion. Right. So, mm -hmm. And then you have you have other players that you know they start very young and then they also were good but you also have a lot of players that were started very young mm -hmm. they were very promising when they were 12 and 14 and then they never made it right. even at the collegiate level uh, as they reached that age so there's not a particular pattern that you can say well this is it mm -hmm. uh, what I will say though that particularly this day and age because all the sports require a great deal of athleticism is that uh, involve your child in Sports in disciplines that require physical exertion, not only because it's good at a health level, mm -hmm. but it's also uh, good from the perspective that they are going to be able to, uh, if they choose to follow a sport at a competitive level, they're going to be ready for uh, for it if they have a good fitness foundation. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know that 
there's a bigger scope of, uh, of uh, there's a bigger theme going on, but uh, a mental, uh, 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 solid mental foundation where meaning that the parents not only like want to have the child be, excel at a sport, but they really love him for what it is is their child, mm -hmm. and they're gonna be loving him or loving her no matter what. Right. And for for the child to relate uh, to to know that their parents are there no matter what. Is always going to create a solid foundation that they're going to say, "Hey, whether I do well or not, I have my, you know, I have a family nucleus that I'm having a support on," and I think that's always going to be a positive. Okay, we'll be right back, and when we come back, I'll ask Gerardo to address the issue of a parent who recognizes that their child uh, wants to be an athlete, but they have no experience whatsoever in any athletic sport. We'll be right back. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster, and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken and Build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son.
I'm back with Gerardo. And Gerardo, I mentioned to you, how would you answer a parent who has no background in sports whatsoever, but has recognized that they have a child that wants to be in sport, or they feel it's important for that child to get involved in sports, what would you tell them? What do they do? Yes, um, I think that parents should do a little bit of homework as of, uh, uh, based upon the sport of choice of their child, mm -hmm. uh, what uh, centers or what coach or under what environment that child is going to be uh, excelling and is going to be able to relate uh, and is going to be able to grow. Uh, and that's something that needs to be uh, addressed just by simply uh, trying out, um, spending a couple of weeks training at this center, a couple of weeks training at another center, and then figuring out, mm -hmm. you know, where where the child is, where the child prefers to be, and mm -hmm. where the child can, and and you also as a parent can find out, uh, you know, how those coaches, you know, the the, the way their coaches deal with the kids and mm -hmm. what's their training program mm -hmm. and, and, and and where where is that going to be able to take them so mm -hmm. that will be one thing mm -hmm. and then uh, oh, if uh, the child uh, has a predilection for a particular sport it probably will be a good idea even if, the, if even if the parent doesn't have background in athletics or in that particular sport that starts documenting himself or herself or both Mm -hmm. into the nature of that sport and what it entails. You know, a lot of times individual sports have the different implications than team sports. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, from the perspective all the way to maximum success of being able to make a living by competing on the sport mm -hmm. through uh, the implications of going to college mm -hmm. on that sport or simply competing at the junior amateur level mm -hmm. and what it entails. Mm -hmm. uh, from financial perspective, from emotional perspective, mm -hmm from a traveling perspective, from training perspective, mm -hmm. and this, once you start understanding what it takes, mm -hmm. um, and you know, on who are, and what are the main, you know, what are, what are the centers that you have available locally, wherever you live, mm -hmm. uh, start finding out a little bit of, a, having a clearer picture of, of, of what is that sport about, and mm -hmm. what is it gonna take, mm -hmm. so. Now, there, there, there are kids, is it possible for a kid who, have either a predilection for a particular sport that kid, of course, uh, doesn't know or probably would be good in a particular sport, that they could end up somewhere where they're totally discouraged and never be able to get uh, to their potential? Totally. Uh, so, so what do you watch out for to make sure, you know, I with, you know, my child is about to be destroyed here. And listen, right. listen to your child. Really listen. I mean, the parent. I mean, I think one of the uh, skills that a parent has to have is that they need to be not only able to parent a child, but to be able to really listen to the child mm -hmm. and really see the emotional response the child is having when they uh, enroll in a program uh, to 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 learn a sport at a you know at a deeper level, and and then. See how they feel about it, you know, and then try, I mean, develop that kind of friendship and that kind of intimacy with the child is important at multiple levels, just to nurture the relationship and make the child grow emotionally and mentally strong. But also, you know, particularly if for some reason, let's say the center is far from the from the uh, residence, from the home, mm -hmm. from the ha family home, and the child needs to move to a 
to a different location and be on on his or her own, mm -hmm. you know, like of course I if I was a parent I will be making sure that I'm doing the homework about what is their living structure there and how are the coaches and every, any other kind of tutor relating to the people there mm -hmm. and particularly how is my child being treated there mm -hmm. and and you know observing all of that is is of paramount importance mm -hmm. and I will highly encourage any parent to to do their homework on that end and yes. Because it can go either way. I've seen it with, I'm seeing it in my own, with my own eyes. You know that that can influence. That can have a tremendous impact on the mm -hmm. life of a of a child that might be just trying to, you know, be good at a sport mm -hmm. they choose, mm -hmm. and you know just end up getting really confused and really uh, out of balance. Right. Now I'm sure on the other end of that spectrum, uh, I'm pretty sure you've come into a parent-child relationship where it's the other side of that, where the parent could be the one who is destroying the opportunity of the child, either by some kind of overbearance. Talk to me about that. Have you come? Uh, yeah, go ahead. through my experience as a, in, in the world of tennis, uh, mm -hmm. both from a competitive perspective and from a coaching perspective, um, on both ends I've seen parents stepping over the boundaries of trying to also coach and you know, stepping over the boundaries of uh, even when the the child is uh, being coached by by someone else or or is involved in a center where they they're being coached in that particular sport, you know, just crossing over that that uh, barrier and, and and just trying to be not only a parent but be a coach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those parents uh, don't understand that first of all they might not even know about the sport mm -hmm. at all, and then they might be creating a problem. For the child to relate to what they're doing, so it's a very, uh, again, it's a, this uh, has uh, uh, something to do with the parents ha respecting wherever they decide to uh, enroll their child, mm -hmm. respecting the coaching mm -hmm. uh, that they're receiving there, mm -hmm. and also being observant upon how is the child responding to that mm -hmm. coaching. Mm -hmm. So it's not that the parents have to be completely passive, but they also have to understand not to step over the boundaries of, hey, we ha they have a coach, mm -hmm. don't interfere with that coaching, right. and just make sure that your child is happy with what they're doing, and they're improving, and that will be plenty. You know, you know it just occurred to me, and I don't know if this exists, if there is a training program for parents to understand how to, to, to operate in this atmosphere. I'm making, let me make the assumption on behalf of parents who've gone bad that they probably don't even know that they've gone bad. They're probably going to tell you that their interest is in making their kids the being the best, but everybody else around know that they're absolutely destroying, you know, every opportunity of the kid. How do you, how do, you know, how would is there any program for these kind of parents? Is there well, any? Well, maybe they need uh, maybe they need help themselves. <laughs> and you know, I'm not trying to sound right. too out there, but uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I also see parents that might have uh, personal frustrations that they um, they uh, display in the lives of their children mm. or their child, and uh, they try to you know uh, fix personal issues. Uh, by you know dealing with the child and how they're developing and that's definitely that should be mm -hmm. dealt uh, in its own way you know right. and that's a personal agenda that has nothing to do with the life of the of that child in my mm -hmm. opinion mm -hmm. so I think uh, that's something for and then that's you know that I know we are entering the realm of 
you know how a family needs to be deal dealing with a family mm -hmm. but you know it's it's very important if you're really looking for the well-being of your child mm -hmm. to ha take a look uh, honest look at yourself mm -hmm. and make sure that you're not interfering with the development of your own child because you have another agenda that you need to deal at a personal level with yeah i i totally agree that i i wish i as i said i don't know if there are any programs um that can be offered to such parents it's always a very touchy subject uh, you right. know but they'll you it's a great question. Right. It's a great question. I'm not aware of any program that mm -hmm. is offering that is currently offering that. Mm -hmm. It's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably a good idea to have a program on such a basis. Mm -hmm. From a basic perspective, I think you know my recommendation for any parent mm -hmm. that has a child with aspirations of playing a sport at a high level is be um, uh, be very uh, selfless and mm -hmm. try to really yeah. look over your child as a human being. Mm -hmm. uh, give them love, mm -hmm. respect what they're doing, respect the people that are trying to help them or her. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, of course, be observant of how your child is developing in that given sport and how is the energy level, the motivation level, the inspiration level of your child because that is the actual uh, reflection that needs to be uh, looked on mm -hmm. to make sure that your child is growing and is developing. Okay. Now, you mentioned uh, three things that I'm going to bring up here and see if we can pull some secrets out of him uh, for these areas. You mentioned that when, develop when developing a child, um, whether that's it's a coach or the parent or the center, you have to look at that child's performance. You have to look at that child's mental capacity. And of course, you have to make available to that child all the proper techniques for them to grow. All right? Can can we take each of them uh, and, and talk to each of them? Um, how, do you, how do you make sure that they have a steady level of performance improvement regardless of which sport, or is it dependent upon the sport? Yes, uh, as far as performance is concerned, there are going to be ups, there are going to be downs, there are going to be, there are going to be plateaus, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, I think, uh, and I can speak for experience in, at the individual level, because I play the, the sport of tennis, which is an individual sport, mm -hmm. so... I think everybody at one point or another throughout their careers competing, they're going to find all of those. Mm -hmm. So even at, even top players in the world, they all have had to deal with all of those. Mm -hmm. So the question remains as of, okay, how do you deal with, in victory? Mm -hmm. How do you deal in defeat? Mm -hmm. And how do you deal with sometimes winning, sometimes losing? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the fundamental aspect of that will be Express yourself, whether it's in a tennis, tennis court or in a team-based sport. Express yourself mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. when you are performing. Mm -hmm. Not Don't look just as the score. Mm -hmm. Don't look just as I'm winning or I'm losing, but express yourself. Meaning, you know, you have your own natural way of expressing mm -hmm. the sport you're involved with. Mm -hmm. Unfold it. Show it to the world. Show it to yourself. Be true to your own natural to your own natural abilities. Mm. Now I like this point. Let me go into this. You're not talking about the McEnroe moment here. 
Right. Uh, or are you? No. no. I'm so, talking good. about, like, don't be subjected just to, hey, because I need to win, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I don't actually believe... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I mean, I, I of course I love winning. Everybody right. loves winning. Right. Nobody likes defeat. Right. But it is a fact that when you play a sport, you're gonna both win and lose. Mm -hmm. It is more important for the mental aspect of knowing that when you, for example, in the case of tennis, it, when you get out of the court, you have played your game mm -hmm. as you understand it in your yeah, mind right. and with your own abilities. Mm -hmm. Completely, right. and then if your opponent has if your your opponent beats you, good, right. and then you will address, hey, what happened in my game that made me lose instead of winning, or mm -hmm. what have I done that can be improved? Mm -hmm. But at least you have displayed your abilities, right. uh, as opposed to just try to do something else on the court mm -hmm. for in, with the with the argument that oh, I, well, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win. No, I mean I'm not saying just give up and mm -hmm. just go nuts and just do whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm saying play with your abilities, express yourself completely and give, a, give it all. So mm -hmm. fight all the way to the last ball, mm -hmm. but do not try to uh, pretend to be someone else. That you're, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. express, your, yes, express yourself on the court. I like it. I like, I like that. I like that. Express yourself. Uh, on the court, be totally free to be who you are exactly. on the court. Don't try to be somebody else. I kind of like that. Now, is that something that you can train a child to become, or or or, or what? To to be able to freely express themselves? Because I, I'm assuming that most kids they come in a particular sport, they have some hero that they admire, and they're trying to be that hero rather than to be themselves. So how, is there a specific way you can get them to start doing Great that? Great question. I think everybody finds an identity mm -hmm. uh, looking up on somebody successful in the sport of, the ch of choice. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you have to develop, and that I think that's the skill of a good coach and also skillful parents, mm -hmm. uh, that the child develops the appreciation for himself or herself mm -hmm. to a point mm -hmm. that yes they have reference out there in this in the sport of their choice but they learn to really appreciate themselves mm -hmm. and I think if they're able to get to that point mm -hmm. mission accomplished whether they have become number one in their sport or not mm -hmm. because if they have that ability of saying hey I am expressing myself here completely uh, in my sport and I'm giving it everything. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be a happy person. You're gonna be. You're gonna feel wholesome. You're gonna feel like you're not. You have not missed. You have not hold anything back. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the beautiful thing that you can achieve through competition. Mm -hmm. That if you're able to uh, manage to completely express yourself on the tennis court, uh, it is. It. I mean, it is. It, it is like. You don't you, you develop mental strength, right. and that I think a coach, a, a good skillful coach, can provide that training, and it is a subtle training. That is not hit the ball this way or run that way or you know do this kind of a strategy. No, it is relating to the that particular child and understanding their mind <laughs> and 
allowing them, uh, giving them the tools to get there. Okay. Well, we will be right back. Let me take this opportunity to encourage you to grab a copy of The Hunk I Dreamed. It deals with these very topics, and it is in a narrative story form. The Hunk I Dreamed. It's available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble in ebook form. It's a digital quick read. Grab a copy. We're back with Gerardo. Gerardo, you had a chance to train with the best. Tell us about any of those experience. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be able to train from uh, my days in Spain with uh, some of the uh, considered best coaches back then. Particularly, I, what comes to mind is uh, Luis Bruguera, which is uh, Sergio Bruguera's dad. Right. And all the way in the U.S. with uh, Joe Brandy, which was the former Pete Sampras coach and mm -hmm. so I was able to train with him, with Sampras and 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 with several other uh, great coaches in, uh, all throughout my career and uh, uh, in the particular case of uh, Bruguera, I, um, I remember that uh, he was uh, considered one of the top coaches in Spain and and certainly in Europe, mm -hmm. he had many players. Uh, he made a lot, uh, several players, professional, like a high-level professional, mm -hmm. Jordi Arese, Luna, mm -hmm. Aguilera, mm -hmm. Bardot. He had a, a good amount of players that that succeeded in, in the pro tour. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, with his child, he had a tennis academy with his child. And then you know he he was offering junior programs and all that. And I was involved with with him. Mm -hmm. uh, I was trained under him for. For, for quite a while, and uh, uh, even though I'm, I, I learned a good deal about the game, mm -hmm. uh, one of one of the things that I observed later on in my career was that he had a very uh, rigid way of looking at the game, mm -hmm. and it did work for certain of uh, for certain players that he trained. Mm -hmm. But I think there are several other players that train under him that. They were uh, lost under that way of being uh, trained and mm -hmm. how to excel and how to progress in the game of tennis mm -hmm. because of very rigid uh, way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. And without, what I'm trying to say with this is that uh, there is not only there's just not one way to the top of the mountain. Right. <laughs> and everybody, and this is a, and I'm not, I'm, I don't have the magic answer. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you find that? Mm -hmm. What I am saying is that a good, skillful coach mm -hmm. should be able to identify um, the uh, propensities or the um, or the inclinations of a particular player, a particular person, mm -hmm. and know how to trigger the maximum uh, potential, the maximum expression mm -hmm. on that given player, mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, potentialize their own inherent abilities as opposed to just trying to, uh, you know, to, to make them into some kind of uniform uh, approach to whatever sport they embark on. 
You can find out much more about Director Gerardo Mulas by going to riosports.com. That is R Y O S P O R T S dot com. If you're, of course, listening to our program on some one of the other platforms, um, if you are on riosports.com, click on radio. You'll find many of our other programs on all the various plat- platforms. There are over 100 podcasts that you can choose from. Enjoy. So, Gerardo, what do you consider to be the most important elements for a child growing up as an athlete? Uh, I I believe that the uh, most important aspect is that the child uh, has the mental, emotional uh, support and encouragement from the parents and that comes from you know from the relationship that exists between the parents and the child mm-hmm. between the parent uh, and the child and and that it is uh it is um cherished and and taken care of mm-hmm. in every possible way then the uh fitness development i think is crucial because no matter what a uh, what sport or how far they reach into that sport developing a good fitness is going to allow them to progress uh, without restriction um, into the sport that they choose and those are the two fundamental aspects and then I will have to add once they cho- once they, once they choose the sport that they 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 want to embark on uh, finding uh, the, the the coach or the center where the technical abilities and uh, the other two aspects of mental and and fitness balance are um, emphasized mm-hmm. and those will uh, those will provide a child with the right foundation mm-hmm. to become uh, their best mm-hmm. and what their best is. We don't know because you know there's a lot of people these day and age attempting to excel at athletic uh, disciplines. Mm-hmm. At least they will uh, develop their abilities to their maximum capacity, and that's uh, I think that will be a mission accomplished for any parent and for any uh, child. It's game time, but let's remember that mental fitness and physical fitness are important to every life, regardless of whether that person chooses to become an athlete or not. I repeat, mental fitness and physical fitness are extremely important for every person growing up. So get out there and be fit. It's game time. Uh, This season we're going to be playing a lot of new games, but uh, by special request, we'll play one more time our SVL game, What the Sage Says. If you're a regular, you know that game.
Gerardo, it's your turn to play What the Sage Said. The Sage says this, and you can find it in our SBL series, A Sound Bite Life. The Sage said, Everyone living long enough will slip and fall into a deep hole, then look up for help. Three hands will appear, the hand of a hustler, the hand of a riddler, and the hand of a clown. Choose wisely, or you will be buried there. Gerardo, what would you do? My immediate inclination mm. is to choose the hand of the clown. Why? And the reason why is because a clown, for the majority of us, mm. uh, makes you laugh and makes you uh, have a pleasant time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that when you are uh, relaxed and you're having a pleasant time, you're able to think more clearly mm -hmm. and you're able to um, look within for clarity and for solu uh, for fixing any uh, any trouble you might have. Mm -hmm. So that's my immediate and spontaneous response to your game. Okay, <laughs> so you'll pick a cloud. Let's hope you'll be safe. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. very much Gerardo it is a pleasure having you on our program likewise I, I enjoy uh, spending time with you and discussing uh, this uh, this uh, theme today and um, I hope uh, uh, anybody that listens to it uh, maybe gets something uh, of value and I look forward to uh, seeing you soon, my friend. Well, I'm going to have you back again because we will continue on this topic of fitness. My pleasure. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. The poem you heard earlier in this program is called If by Rudyard Kipling. Our standing question today is this, are you fit enough for this game of life? Are you fit enough for this game of life? See you next week. <laughs>